Break, break, break. This is Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of the bunker and host of the Transition Podcast. I'm breaking from script today in order to share a time-sensitive interview with the Transition audience featuring Steve Harrison, lead associate of corporate development at USAA in order to share insights on the upcoming USAA pitch competition, an opportunity for military-connected entrepreneurs to receive up to $50,000 in non-dilutive capital and the potential for follow-on investment from USAA. The deadline to apply is June 30th, which is only a few weeks away, and I need your help in getting the word out. Last year, Bunker Labs and USAA teamed up to celebrate the organization's 100th year anniversary and history as a great military-founded and led innovative company. This year, we're teaming up again to continue identifying and supporting the most innovative military-connected entrepreneurs and changemakers. However, unlike last year, we're only hosting one pitch competition to find the nation's top growth stage companies aligned with USA's strategic investment priorities. Now, this is a bit of a shift from the previous competition, which was focused on more early stage startups, whereas now USA is looking for growth stage companies with a validated business model. Not only are they looking to source talent from the companies that they back, but also the potential for USA to be a customer of the company, which Steve will share in more detail. Now, I know a lot of you listening to this show are early stage founders and may not be eligible to apply. However, it's great nonetheless to hear how USA thinks about venture investing and how to position yourself for it. Additionally, if you are a growth stage company, for the love of God, please apply. I'll be sure to share the link in the show notes. Participants will compete for cash prizes, storytelling features, and access to the USA and Bunker Labs network. This interview was recorded live on Office Hours, which I host every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I want to make sure I got the information out to the transition audience. Before you hear from Steve and I, do me a favor, though. Be sure to subscribe to the Transition Newsletter at the link in the show notes. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org or message me directly on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. This episode of The Transition is brought to you by MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, MetLife Foundation also provides mentorship and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. As always, I hope you enjoyed today's show and that accelerates you on your own entrepreneurial journey. Coming to you from the beautiful city of Newark, New Jersey, joined by my co-host, Amy Morrison, and our special guest today, Steve Harrison, Corporate Development Associate Lead at USAA. We're going to be talking about everything you need to know about the USAA pitch competition. I know a lot of you founders out there are looking for some non-dilutive capital. This is an opportunity to get it. And so a really important topic. This is something that's important to the community. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurial circles I move in and founders are always asking for access to capital, right? So getting out of that valley of death in the initial startup phase. And so USA, USA pitch competition, again, is an absolutely amazing opportunity to get some capital. So before Steve and I chop it up, I'm going to go ahead and pass it over to Amy to share any updates that are taking place in the bunker. This week, we've got the USA Pitch Competition App Store open, which we'll talk about extensively today. Uh, and then you can check that out at bunkerlabs.org slash USAA-pitch. And then our CEO Circle apps are also open. And that's at 
org slash CEO dash circle. And then check out the latest on the blog. And that's just Bunker Labs blog. You can find it. We've got a pride spotlight this week since it's pride month. So a member of our LGBT community and Bunker Labs community a spotlight on him and what he's doing. And then I think that's it. <laughs> so back to you and we'll talk about USA. Awesome. A couple of things on the personal front. So I'll be on the road in the next two weeks. Next week, I'm going out to Tampa, Florida for the PS27 Ventures Black Founders Forum uh, that's hosted by Naval Academy grad, Marine Infantry Officer, Jim Stallings. He runs a venture capital firm out there called PS27 Ventures. So I'll be there for that. So if you're in the Tampa area, it'd be great to see you. The other thing is the CEO Circle Fly-In that's taking place, I believe, the 19th through 22nd, Amy. Um, and I'll be there for that, capturing some interviews, hanging out with all the amazing veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses and CEO circle. So I'm real excited for that. So uh, ping me. Looking forward to seeing some of y'all in person. Just like we talked about before we went live, Steve, it's great to record podcasts. It's great to be virtual, but there's nothing like breaking, bed, breaking bread and uh, hanging out in person. So really looking forward to that. So without further ado, Steve, introduce yourself <laughs> to the people and let's talk about this upcoming pitch competition. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you very much for this opportunity. Very excited to, to be here. So uh, let me start real quick by telling you who I am, what I do for USAA. So I work in corporate development. We look for opportunities to invest in startups, but we are strategic investors, which basically means we want to be a customer first, if at all possible. So I've been with the company over 20 years. So generally speaking, I know the problems we're trying to solve and who's working on them. So when I see a startup, I go, oh, I need to introduce you to so-and-so. And I spent a lot of my time just being a matchmaker. Last year, USAA embarked on a series of pitch contests to help celebrate our 100-year anniversary. And, and the, the point of that was really to kind of carry forward the, the spirit of innovation that brought about a company like USAA. And uh, we thought it would be a great way to pay honor to, to our, our military heritage by doing the same for other military veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. That said, last year was really about giving back. And we were, we were looking for companies that were, you know, just at the very nascent stages getting started, you know, so we could really make a big difference. We were, we, we gave away well over $100,000 between regional events and a, and a national finals. And we feel like that, that that probably made a lot of difference for these startups. And we certainly made introductions that I, I believe certainly helped them. This year, we are continuing that, but we're, we're doing it with a twist, which is it's no longer going to be a series of pitch competitions, it's just going to be one. And our our point here on this one, our purpose is we're really looking for a later stage company, one that can actually engage with USAA, and and hopefully we can we can we can really make a difference not only again for for the the startup, but also USAA in this case because we by partnering with them, that takes a certain amount of traction. You already need to to be in market with a viable product. You know we're looking for companies that have at least a million dollars worth of a million dollars from revenue maybe some venture capital already, not necessarily a requirement, but I mean, it certainly helps, but but a little bit more mature than the companies that we were looking at last year. Um, we One of the things that we discovered in our events last year is, boy, there are a lot of military entrepreneurs 
that have also have larger companies too. And in case in point, the CEO circles are a great example of that. And so what we want to do is give these other companies an opportunity to shine and also present themselves not only to the community, but also to, to you as a senior leaders and have a shot at winning some money, but also maybe even hopefully potentially a contractual relationship, which would be ideal. So, so I think this is a great opportunity to even just talk about corporate venture. So yeah. this is a movement that's taking place. You're seeing a lot of corporate venture studios where they're bringing in teams to help them spin out, you know, products that they can commercialize on the market. And what it sounds like this pitch competition is an opportunity is to really source the military connected community for talent that USA could potentially leverage. And so this is really getting back to old school value add. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, Mike, I think I'm, you know, we were chatting a little bit before, and I, I agree with you, the 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 ability to partner with, with companies outside is really critical. And, and when you think about the how innovation happens in large companies versus small companies, it is it is critical for large companies to partner with smaller companies that can be more nimble, more agile, move faster, maybe sometimes break things, but but do it in such a way that a larger company can't because with without that, it's very difficult for us to have the same kind of progression, at least at the speed at which a startup can can operate. So it's critical for for all of us that we form those relationships and tap in that talent, just like you said. So in the Marine Corps, we have a process called MET-T, MET-TC analysis, right? So this is essentially where you put your mind in that of the enemy and see how would they look at the terrain, right? And the reason I think this is important is because when you're talking about value add, you need to get in the mind of USA and say, what are the trends that they care about? What are they paying attention to? You know, where are the opportunities you're seeing? So it also implies to me that some of these potential startups need to do some research, you know, and see, hey, where is the opportunity? What are the things that USA is investing in currently? And where are the business opportunities that you can see yourself? Yep. Yep. I, I Amy, I, I see your, your note. Couple couple questions looks like they've already popped up. One is are nonprofits eligible? And as much as I would like to to further the great work that's going on in nonprofits, you know, the, the, the spirit of what we're trying to do here is trying to find a, a company that can actually be, be leveraged in the USA ecosystem. So, you know, you think about companies that help with, say, insurance or banking or data, AI, security, anything where USA can be a customer, you know, write a check to one of these, these companies as a customer. That's really what we're looking at. There are some some phenomenal nonprofits out there, and I would definitely encourage them to connect with our corporate responsibility team. They are great at finding ways to to help out the community from the nonprofit aspect. The other thing that we need to mention is that the deadline for applying for this event is looming. the The date, the the last date we're accepting applications is June thirtieth. So the the actual event that we're going to be hosting. Is going to be October 19th in Washington, D.C. So those are two critical dates that everyone needs to, to keep in mind as we're on the road to, to making this thing happen. What's the second date you said in Washington, D.C.? October 19th. That's the date that we're actually hosting the event. So 
those companies that are applying will need to be able to travel will be an in-person event. To your point about about being face to face, that's where that's where we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to try my best to be there for that. I wasn't able to go to the last one, but I think this will be a good one to come to. Now, one thing I've noticed being on the other side of receiving applications is it's data heavy, right? So you start applying and it comes on screen as like a spreadsheet, right? Yeah, and then you exactly. have like 200, 300 people applying, all right? How do these entrepreneurs really make sure that they stand out when they're applying? Because I think sometimes, you know, on the other side of the computer screen, you're all excited, you're sharing your story, you're doing all this other stuff. But again, it can just get lost in the 300 plus applications you'll probably receive. Yeah, that's a great question. So the when you think about you know, what are the things that somebody like me is looking at on the other end, you know, to, in order to make the decision about you know who we should consider or not, we're looking for things like you know traction. We're looking for things like does it fit in our space, you know, and, and so calling out things that 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 are important to us, such as you know how much revenue you're currently generating. I mean, actual revenue, you know, who you're, you're currently doing business with. If you've got any brand names that, that give people confidence that, you know, you're already a well-established company in this space or, or an emerging company in this space, maybe some pilots you're doing, some proofs of concept, which are great. Any results that you have. So if there's a product that does something better, faster, cheaper that you've created, you know, tell me about it, especially if you can quantify it with numbers. Those are those are all things that add a lot of weight to your application. And the the sooner you put that at the top of your story, the better. Uh, the other thing is a one very succinct sentence. And start with this that says what the company is. I've read hundreds of applications where I finish reading a very long description. I still don't know what it is. So you we talk about an elevator pitch. You should be able to say one sentence very succinctly. And I should be able to get the idea. We call that the functional benefit. So this is what yes. I do for brand. It's like, what is it you do? Yes. And who do you do it for? Right? right. Make it plain for people, especially when there's so much noise out there. But I do have to ask a question. Yeah. Small business, traditional small business versus tech startup. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. It does not matter. I, I, here's what I would say. Tech startups are there are a lot of reasons that company that people like me are going to be giving them a hard look, and most of that has to do with the ability to scale. The you know we love tech platforms, we love things that that are technology based. Services are hard to scale, so if you've got something that that has a lot of human capital that's required in order to do it, you know I would still say you know apply. But it's going to have to be something really special or unique to stand out. I would say that that there's always probably going to be a bias towards technology rather than just people. In other words, let me put it this way. Consultants are great and necessary, but you don't want to invest in just consultants. You want you want actually platforms out there that can help you accomplish things and transform your business. We've had quite a few founders in our network raise. I believe they're called Sibber Grants. Sipper. You know, these oh, are grants yeah. from the federal government to do R&D, et cetera, potential tech products. And mm -hmm. I know a lot of these founders tend to report, at least externally, or, you know, when you're, when I'm talking to them of, you start asking them revenue, sometimes that revenue is tied to those grants. Yeah. Does that count for the Absolutely. USA? Yeah, for sure. Uh, because, 
what you're doing is you're it's right it's revenue that you can recognize and it's it's basically when you think about what I'm looking for are reasons to believe that your company has got some traction and so those those grants are are a piece of that you know revenue recurring revenue is better don't get me wrong but there's nothing wrong in fact I would say that's quite an accomplishment to even get the grants to begin with because somebody else is giving you that endorsement so Definitely include those in your write-up. Include those in your revenue numbers. We got a question from Kareem Kingston. I'm going to rephrase it. He asked, what specific type of businesses in the pitch competition are you looking for? But I'm going to switch it up. Are there any specific like verticals or categories of, so let's say, fintech, you know, consumer tech, et cetera? So what USAA, you know, I, I, I imagine that our folks who are listening to this right now have a pretty good idea of what we do. But if you think about it in its in its rawest form, we are basically a very large property and casualty insurance company, a large bank, and, and a life insurance company. We also have 35,000 plus employees that support it. So we're also a large enterprise. So when you think about companies that really can help in that ecosystem, the verticals that I would describe are fintech, insurtech, and then the enterprise side is pretty wide open. So enterprise, data, security, AI, those are all great, great candidates for this. Retail, no, because that's not something that USA is really going to be involved in. But one of the things that we found that was really interesting in the pitch contest that we hosted last year, there were a lot of cybersecurity companies, and that's a really great fit for us. You know, it it, it makes sense, and that's a, a real need for ours. So I would say anything where you think USAA could be a customer, that's the those the kind of companies that would fit in. And you're primarily looking for, I know we say growth stage, right? Yeah. But a million dollars in revenue, but what if a company has like $10 million in revenue? Are they, should they still apply? I would definitely talk to them. They're there. You know, the, 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 the reality is that I think that a, a smaller company is going to probably benefit more from the $50,000 prize. Having said that, you know, we'll definitely take a look at them. And I think it's a great way to market their company in front of USA executives. So, you know, I would encourage them to apply. And last question for me is the process, right? So first thing, applications, June 30th, your spreadsheet. Get that pitch deck, get all that stuff dialed in, right? Then once you get selected from there, the next step is what? Is it the actual pitch competition itself? Is there interview round ahead of time? And how long is the actual pitch? So the 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 process from application to the pitch contest, we'll go through, we'll review all the applications. Bunker reviews them, we review them, USAA. We come to consensus on on, on who the top candidates are. And then we will notify those those candidates that they've been those applicants that they've been selected. And if I remember correctly, I think we're and and I should look this up. Things like six or eight is really basically what we're looking for. Pitches will be a little bit longer, and if I remember correctly, it's about ten minutes or so per pitch. So it's not going to be a, a a long period of time. But any of those those of you who have done pitching know that that's plenty. To get your message, you should be able to get your message in a lot shorter period of time than that. There will be some Q&A by judges in that process. One of the, the other things that will happen between being notified and the pitch contest is that that bunker will specifically work with you to hone your pitch to make sure it fits 
Well, one of the things that you are going to be do, given, though, is a lot of latitude in order to what to present. I have some advice for you. The things like watch out for videos, watch out for things that could go wrong. But you, because these will be live demos, but really the form is yours to share your message. And Bunker will, will help coach you on that. But in the end, it's your message to, to, to deliver. We're going to transition to the next phase of office hours on, you know, book recommendations. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Amy send me the recording from this interview, and we're going to run it on the transition podcast to get the word out there even more for people. And then also a lot of y'all can re-listen to it. Additionally, there's a lot of support in the bunker on these pitch competitions. So my first pitch ever in life was in like 2017 during the Stanford Ignite program, and I got it on YouTube. I was absolutely terrible. Right. But then I got trained up, did some programs in Bunker, and there's a lot of experience in the ecosystem is what I'm trying to get out. We have a blog post on how to set up a good pitch. I recorded a podcast on how to set up a good pitch, and I have a newsletter through the Transition Podcast as well on organizing your pitch. So there's a lot of resources, and I'll be sure to include links to those once I release for the Transition Podcast. So I am going to answer one more question. Let me see. You said it's a question about health tech. What are USA's related fields of interest? Russell Glover says she's health tech. Is there any health tech insurance? There, we do offer, USA offers a Medicare supplement product, and we do have some limited partnerships related to health insurance. So I would say that definitely, that fits. It's not as big as some of our other opportunities like property and casualty insurance or banking. But I definitely it's in the right vertical, like we were talking about. So you will definitely get a look with that with a health tech solution. And Russell, I would make sure again, just try to make sure it's aligned with with the company too. So how you, they can either be a potential customer, like we talked exactly. about before, or how this is technology that they can leverage potentially monetize down the line. So remember, you want to flip the map. All right, Steve, book recommendation. Yeah. What you got? So right now, about halfway through Sapiens. So a friend of mine recommended this years ago, and it's one of those things that that I just have been been putting off a little bit, just because it was a little deeper than I than I some of my other materials, my other reading books. But this is my other books I'm reading, I should say. But this has really been interesting. It's almost again, I'm only about halfway through. It's almost philosophical in some ways but it really talks about how humans have evolved almost very similarly, but simultaneously in different locations throughout the world. So you think about things like, you know, when we all became farmers, well, that happened independently. It wasn't like one area did that and then it was adopted by others. Same thing with language, same thing with religion, governments. So it's just interesting to see how it, you almost get a sense that some of the way we operate today was inevitable. But again, I'm only about halfway through, but I'm kind of curious where, where it ends up. It's, it's, it's giving me some thoughts about how to look at, at our society a little bit differently. Awesome. I'm reading, I started reading Sapiens. I'm going to circle back to it. But right now I'm on my kind of human performance kind of phase, reading a lot of those books. And so my book rec for the week is actually Peak the new science of athletic performance that is revolutionizing sport. Um, one of the reasons I'm actually reading this book is I'm a boxing coach, right? So I run a boxing gym here in Newark, Ironbound Boxing. But additionally, I'm a business coach. 
acceleration coach, professional acceleration coach. The amount of clients I work with that are having trouble sleeping, not getting to the gym, not taking care of themselves because entrepreneurship, being a business owner can really beat you up. And so I just want to make sure that when I'm providing guidance and advice, I'm providing stuff that's actually peer reviewed, not just speculation. And it's actually helped me up my game so much. And so that's why I'm really going through this book and I'm getting so many good takeaways from it that I'm actually going to have a podcast where I'll talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, Because sometimes, you know, like you said, a lot of us military veterans, military spouses, we forget who we are. Sometimes you need a little ground punch, you know, in the military, you work out all the time, right? You can move some weight, but then all of a sudden you turn into a sack of potatoes and it's starting to affect your work and home life. And so how do we get revitalized? How do we get re-energized? And looking forward to applying those lessons, you know, in a lot of my content and then also the clients and stuff that I'm working with. So uh, Peak, really great book. Excited to get you guys some feedback on it. All right. So Steve, as we close out here, any final thoughts, words of encouragement? For our viewers today? Yeah, just to when in doubt, apply. I mean, I don't mind going through applications. So, you know, this is a, as you pointed out, Mike, this is a great opportunity to get access to non-dilutive funding through a grant, but also gives you a chance to, you know, practice your pitch, get your word out to the broader community, and maybe put yourself in front of some USA executives who might give you a chance of getting an operational contract, which in the end, could be far more lucrative than than a grant to, to begin with. Either way, we want you. I want you to know how much we appreciate the support you you all put into this community. You know, USA is synonymous with the military connected community, and so to have you all support this veteran entrepreneurship and military spouse entrepreneurship is so impactful. And I'm really looking forward for all our entrepreneurs to get out there, pitch, and uh, get an opportunity to secure some of this um, non dilutive capital. For all our viewers, do me a favor and make sure you subscribe to the Transition Podcast. If you have not done so already, I will be dropping a recording of this interview on the podcast this week as a refresher and also to get the word out. If there's a topic you'd like me to cover either on Office Hours or the podcast, message me on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman or shoot me an email at mike.stedman at bunkerlabs.org. I'd like to acknowledge our sponsors for the Transition Podcast, which is MetLife Foundation for making it possible. Until next time, everyone. Peace, love, and have a great rest of your week.